Hello and welcome back to the Strong Fit Long Podcast. I am Reese Charlesworth. I am your host. It's episode three. This is all about progression. So the progression aspect we're going to talk about isn't just health and fitness. It's life progression. We're going to start with nutrition and exercise and strength and all those aspects in there because you know that's the industry I'm in. But also uh, life itself. So how you would maybe look at your progression compared to somebody else look at your compare your, your progression in your career compared to somebody else how you think about that and how also you can make your mindset better to adapt and improve and progress okay so i hope this episode is of interest to you and hope it helps you out again um in your strive to get better to get stronger to get fitter to move forward in your life and reflect on what you have done in the past. So I hope it helps you out. As always, please leave a comment and give me a rating from one to five stars. Hopefully five, because I hope you've loved it. But be honest, if it's one, it suck. But still, you know, I want to be honest. Um, so enjoy this episode all about progression. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Strong Fit Long Podcast. Welcome back, guys. Today, I have been up to not drastically anything exciting, but I'll tell you a little bit my day. It is Sunday. I do a record of these on a Sunday if I can. Um, I have said actually in the past that I'm going to try and get Chris on. I messaged him today to try and book that on. Um, it is coming. I promise. I have said this for the last three three weeks, but hopefully it's going to be coming in the near, near future because he's a very interesting guy. He's got some great things to uh, say and some awesome things hopefully we can give to you to implement in your not just your exercise regimes but your life um, to help you live happy be happy changing your perspective on things and uh, be more functional in movement and just moving in general forever so that's definitely coming up I'm super sorry I've been waiting for it Um, it just takes a little bit of jigging around uh, with him because he's a very busy man particularly trying to organize himself his business um, around this COVID-19 stuff as you can imagine from a hands-on therapist it's a bit of a pain in the butt but he's managing um, with things and he's doing very well so look out for that one it is coming so I promise uh, but this one is me still all on my own I hope that's okay for you guys uh, this is all about progression so Yes, what have I done today? So I've prepped some, prepped some food. My rice cooker has been working today. I have a rice cooker because, yes, it's a little bit lazy, but it also cooks my rice perfectly, and I like it. It's great, simple stuff. I eat a lot of rice for every day, every meal, pretty much, depending on you know what time of day it is um, and how I'm organising my food for the day and even for the week. And it makes it super, super simple. So why the hell not? Uh, what have I done today? I've done some work. I've been, been doing some work. I haven't trained today. I have a client this morning outside. It's getting a bit cold, but he's okay. Uh, just being outdoors. I'm not so tough. Like a, I can't really do it. Cool. Like it's like concrete, cementy, asphalt. But uh, it's good. He enjoys it. I'm working him hard for that. Uh, and looked about a bit more about uh, having a kitchen put in. Super. Interesting, we're planning that out now. And I've been for a long ass walk, so me and the wife got into a 
a walk today. We went for a long walk, about an hour, hour, hour and 20. It's a nice, different scenario and different area we haven't been for around for a long time. Uh, I mean, for us, we we started to do lots of walking um, together, some time together, time away from screens, time from the house during lockdown. Um, I don't know what you guys have done. I mean, it's a little challenge for you all. So if you have been doing, or if you had got into a, a nice system, a nice routine, or pick something up during the lockdown period that actually you were finding it was helping your health, your lifestyle, your mental health, um, and just enjoying it. But obviously being back at work has kind of hindered that, stopped that a little bit, brought that back down to levels. Challenge yourself to start bringing that back in. Think about how you can manage that. If you can, you know, if it's a walk every week with your partner or family, rather than do it in, you know, the week where you can easily not do so, Plan it on a Sunday. Get your ass out of bed in the morning. Rang it on a Sunday. Go for your hour-long walk. Come back home. Refresh. Now you can start the day. Uh, it could be just waking up early in the morning. You've been a bit lazy because worst thing you're tired. If you're tired, one big thing, you're probably not drinking enough. Drink some more fluid. Plenty more water. And aim to get up out of bed earlier. Six, seven o'clock in the morning. If you don't get up that early, and head to bed a bit earlier. Maybe that's the thing you used to do as really having a big impact on your life. Nail that through because you're going to have, you're going to feel better. If you felt better in lockdown with doing those things, now the world's a bit more, I say back to normal. You people are back at work and, the, and their schedules are going back to normal. Then try and nail that through again. If it's making you better, why would you stop doing it? It's hard sometimes to fit it in, but prioritize that. Um, for me, I'm going to drink plenty more water than I have done um, and go for a walk every Sunday with the, with the wife. So um, speaking of that, I'm going to have some some more H2O now. Hmm. So that's my things. Challenge yourself, get that back into place and hopefully let me know, guys, because you should be feeling better. I hope so you do, uh, particularly for things that you quite enjoyed, um, you know, get that excitement back in your life. So today... We're talking about progression. Progression in all aspects of life, not just exercise and nutrition and fat loss and that sort of thing. And how to think about progression when you seemingly know progression, because that's the important part, because there's always something to be proud of. There's always something to be looking forward to. There's always something to be... Um, glad you're not going back to that sort of thing. So progression doesn't just have to mean adding an extra two and a half pound to a bar. It can be maintaining as well. And I'll talk about that later on. But we all talk about exercise first. So simple thing, progression. We talk about progressive overload in exercise, in strength training. So that can be, if you're unfamiliar with the concept, that will be more, say 100 kilo bench press for five reps. Next week, Hundred and two and a half bench press for five reps, and then two and a half on top of that, or it's going to be something called linear progression. You're adding weight to the bar every single time. Another type of progression, in the same sort of concept, would be hundred kilo bench press for say ten reps, and then next week you're going to try and get eleven reps. We have to think and try and get twelve reps. We have to think and try and get thirteen reps, and that's that's kind of concept. There are two simple ways of seeing progression and, uh, and progression of overload as well because adding more repetitions in an exercise 
means you're adding extra workload. So if you did 10 reps from the kilos, so 10 times 100, that gives you 1,000 kilos or a ton, and you've got a ton workload. Okay? So if you do that, and then each week you add an extra repetition on, you're going to have, you know, week one you have a ton, week two you have 1.1 tons, so 1,100 kilos of work. If you do the extra on top of that, you've now got 1,200 kilos of work, etc., etc. Now, if you did the other option where you added a little bit of weight each time, so if you did 10 reps at 100 kilos, then you did 10 reps, 102 kilos. So that's now, so if 10 times 100 kilos is 1,000 kilos. If you do 10 reps at 102.5 kilos, that's now 1,250, sorry, 1,025. So that's a little bit extra, okay? So it's, an, it's you know, um, a little bit extra workload overall. So whether it's an extra repetition, whether it's an extra bit of weight, um, I'm not going to go into programming and that sort of thing because that was a bit more on the last one. Uh, on episode two was more about programming uh, for progression uh, based around um, cycles, micro cycles, microcycles, that sort of stuff. Go back and listen to that. Hopefully you can pick stuff out there um, and make your, your, you know, pick right exercises from episode one exercise selection and then also get them in the right order in terms of um, how to actually uh, write them down and do them uh, in a little program in you know episode two for programming your exercises. This one's about progression, it has to be progressive. So this one's real simple, like I've said already. Add an extra rep, add a little bit more weight each time and they're the same repetitions, they're the same weight. Now, if you, for example, do 100 kilos of and 10 reps with that. If you can't manage to do um, an extra reps, you can't manage 11 reps, that's okay. But, you, but if you then added, next week added 102 kilos on the bar and then did nine reps, that's okay too. It's still a progression because you're still hitting heavier weight than you did before. You're not kind of hitting the exact number, but you're in the range. So all my clients pretty much there are some, it's always going to be um, some mitigating circumstances where you would, or I would as a coach, give actual numbers and specific things we want to hit. But generally speaking, if I give someone a split squat, I'm going to give them a range, say, six to eight. So long as they're aiming for the eight all the time, if they get six or seven, that's okay too, because it's perfect it's in that range I'm looking for. Maybe the last set's hitting at five. That's not them being bad, it's just they're fucked because they've already done four sets five sets earlier of you know the exercise so the progression in that respect will be trying to do the same thing again but trying to make sure every single repetition is in that range so that's a thousand ways we can progress in there so don't look about don't we look about every single week looking trying to get a bit heavier extra repetition what about if you say the same is that progression I think it is. I mean, that's my opinion. If you say the same in your in your for two weeks in your bench press and you're just hitting the same repetitions, you haven't gone backwards. So that's progression. It's more weight you've hit before, or more repetitions you've hit before, or the workload's higher you've hit before. So that's progression. It's where you go from there next is the important part. But never look back and go, oh shit. If you then start going backwards, then you probably need to change something about it. And that's where, you know, go on your Google machine and finding out uh, bench press programming 
or finding a coach to help you with that or just asking questions to people who are perhaps bigger, stronger, a bit more knowledgeable than you in exercises or getting a coach, like I said, um, to program things for you because there's no reason why you can't you know, progress or just ask questions to people. I mean, there's lots of people who I I find on online who give out some good, really good answers. It does not have to be, oh, here's an answer. I want here's a question. I want an answer. Okay, I'm gonna give an answer. It costs you ten quid or ten bucks or whatever. You know, just a simple question of what can I do to make this better. I help all the people all the time. You know, I have I've coached people for free before to get progression from them to help them out. The people who are really vulnerable, the people who um, really need the help are often the people who can't afford coaching. So I coach them for free because I want to help people. And it doesn't mean they get asked questions all the time. It doesn't mean that they are um, in a position where they don't know anything. The progression would be having me to help them. That's their progression. And now we go from there looking forwards. So, you know, if you don't know something, ask. You know, eat. Even if I charge, even if I charge people for coaching, if I charge someone for a question, that's ridiculous. And my, that's not. I don't feel good for doing that. I would never do that. I say, okay, well, here's the answer to the question. Give me five quid. We could go on Google and find the answer to the fucking question. So if anyone says, I'll give the answer, but go pay for this. Fuck them off. It's always a different answer. It's always someone else you can ask as well. Don't forget about that. Um, so that's simple progression, guys, for weight training. Like I said, if you're not going backwards. That's progression too. It's more applicable now to nutrition. So we talk about the food aspect of things. Now, obviously, if you look at the scales, look up. Let's talk scales. Now, scales are wicked. Having the numbers on the scale really, really helps and benefits many, many people. But also fucks people up. So, because the progression in nutrition and fat loss is dramatically different and harder to monitor, in my opinion, it's harder, but. How do I say? Get people across so people look on the scales and, and think they failed because the numbers isn't going the direction they want to go. Maybe it hasn't gone down. Maybe it's stayed the same for a long time. I had a, a client after eight weeks, um, her her scale weight dropped one hundred grams. That's like four ounces. It's quarter, quarter quarter pound. But her waist size went down eight ten inches. Um. It's not waist size, but in total, she has a lot of weight of things, and visibly, you see the difference, drastically different as well. If you go on my Instagram account, if you go on my um, website, ladies on there, she was she was wicked. She she had something asked to do, and eight weeks time, she dropped all this all this all this body fat. She's in a really good shape. She got stronger, she felt better, she looked great. And she's continued that on, and, and now she's, you know, she's smashed it out of the water. I don't coach her anymore, but she's taken those things that she learned from me and that we worked together for, and now she can put that in a continuation. She's, you know, she's done awesome. Yeah, beforehand, her coach, before she had me, it was a perpetual state of going around the circles, around the circles, just hammering with certain things that really weren't working. Um, and, you know, as if you don't know this, but the definition of insanity is trying the same methods, the same things, but expecting different results. So you're trying the same thing over and over and over again, but expecting it to work differently this time, then you're a bit deluded, and, and that's the definition of insanity. I think that's what we talk about a lot of, um, uh, my, my training partners, we said that a lot back when I was younger, probably 10 years ago now. 
a Tony Ward, if you don't know who he is, he's a guy from around the local area, Market Harbour, husband's positive direction, very knowledgeable man. So, he, uh, sorry, she, she's progressed without progressing. Her scale weight didn't go down particularly, or notably, it could have been, you know, take a sock off. Um, that's the difference in the scale weight. But her progression wasn't based on the scales, right? So, many people can look at the scales and I think that's definitive. For lots of people, it can be. But for lots of people, it can't be. If you're the kind of person that looks and he's trying to lose body fat, trying to lose weight, and you look at the scales and it hasn't gone down for four weeks and it's driving you fucking insane and it makes you depressed and it's really doing your head in, then step off the scales. There's many other ways of measuring progress than the scale. Scale weight is something that I tell all my clients, all my online clients, that is scale weight is for me, not for them. But again, if that messes them up massively in their head, I don't want them on the scales. I've got a lady who was scared to go on the scales. You don't want to face that. Uh, one of my one-on-one clients, in-person clients, she, you know, she, she's overweight, overweight lady. She didn't want to get know what she weighed on the scales. And that's okay. So I didn't force her to go on the scale because that that would make it bad. That would put me, me as a coach, it wouldn't feel good to me making her feel a bit anxious, making her feel a bit shit about what number she's on the scales. Um, she does know what she is in the scales now, but she wants me to know. And that's okay too, because I don't need to know that. I can just see her progress in person of how, you know, her clothes are way baggier now than they were. That's one big match in the progress. Uh, she's stronger than she was before. That's one big uh, notable thing for progress. And she's happier. That's a massive thing for progress. And one other big thing for progress is she's happy to be in a gym. She feels comfortable training in the gym. Now, a lot of people, that progression, you know, that sucks. So training in a gym makes people feel really anxious. Makes people think that everyone's been stared at. They're being stared at by everybody. But the real terms, no one really cares. But to them, that's the thing. And for some people, that can be a real big barrier. So if you're one of these people that the gym scares you, it might scare you. But, you know, there's nothing bad about the gym. People aren't going to the gym to look at people and take videos of people and um, take pictures and laugh at people. If you look at any gym, you look around, you'll see many people like you who are anxious but just there to do the job. They want to be there. They want to make themselves better. And those people who are just fucking about, fuck them. No one cares. No one cares what the, who they are. You know... You get people who are knobs. You get that in every scenario. You get that in every occupation and every even social activity. You know, go out for dinner. There can be some knobbed on the table, you know, throwing shit around or causing a big scene or being super loud. Uh, but in the gym environment, everybody's there. And think about it this way. One thing I tell lots of people, and it helps people. You guys, hopefully for you, this will really help you. So, everybody in the gym is there for the same reason, okay? So, if you want to get stronger, you don't feel strong enough, you want to get stronger, you're there to improve yourself and improve your strength, right? Now, if you're the guy next to you is lifting weights, he wants to perhaps get bigger chest. So, he wants to improve himself, he wants to get a bigger chest, 
So his, he feels like he wants a bigger chest. So he's there to improve himself and improve his chest specifically. You're there to get stronger. You're there to improve yourself. Maybe you're on a cross train all the time. Maybe you're um, in classes all the time. Maybe you just want to be there and just do some activity. But you're there because you want to progress. You're there because you want to make a difference. You're trying to change who you are, trying to change your body, trying to be healthier. Everybody's in the same thing. Right, everybody's trying to change themselves for the better in their head. Well, it's better in general, that's a different opinion, but everyone wants to change themselves because they want to change something about themselves. Whether they want to lose body fat, whether they want to get stronger, whether they want bigger arms, bigger legs, bigger chest, want abs, whatever. Everybody is trying to do the same thing. So, if you go to the gym and you're a bit intimidated about the people in the gym because they think, oh, they you know, they live here or you know, they know way more than me. At one point, they didn't know anything. At one point, they were probably exactly the same thing as you. And right now, they're doing exactly the same thing as you. They're in the gym. They want to make themselves better because they don't feel as good as they want to be. I'll go to the gym and I lift weights because I want to get stronger because I don't think I'm as strong as I, as I want to be. And that's me. That's my particular goal. And maybe you want to lose body fat. You do that. That's your particular goal. But we're both in there to improve ourselves. That's one of the important parts. And just stepping into the gym, okay, is progression. So if lady had, one of my clients said that for her, being in the gym is a massive progression, massive progressive step. Being in the gym is a step for some people. Just going out for a walk is progression. So if you didn't do any exercise at all, at all, and the fact, and you think, wake up one day and go, oh, I want to drop some body fat. I feel really healthy. I really want to get into shape. I really want to be strong. I really want to be whatever it is. Start with one action. And if you go for a 10-minute walk every day, rather than when you didn't do anything at all, that is progression. You've now been progressive from being sedentary and doing nothing and sitting your backside watching Netflix. Now you're being pro- proactive and going outside and doing 10-minute walk every day. That's 17 minutes a week. It's a long, long time. So have an hour of walking extra a week you haven't been doing. And then maybe your progression from that is to do an extra 15 minutes. Maybe all you're doing is walking around the block twice. Walking around your house twice. And then next time you try and do it three times. And four times. It's like being in a gym with repetitions. Adding an extra rep to your bench press or your squat. Or actually two and a half kilos onto it all. Rather than that you're just walking extra. Five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, half an hour. You set yourself a goal of walking 10 minutes and actually when you get out there, you go, actually, I'm, I feel good. Let's go another five minutes. After another five minutes, you can go, oh, I actually feel really good again. Let's go another five minutes. And then you can another five minutes. So then that five minute walk turned into 15, 20, 25 minutes, half an hour, even an hour. And that's progression. And sometimes you don't, be, you don't progress every day. You're not going to progress every day. You're not going to walk, feel like walking or be able to walk the same distance you did yesterday, today. That's just how it works. Maybe you can, maybe you can walk further. But if you can't, and you're trying, that's okay. You can't bench press the same thing I did yesterday, today. It's not going backwards, it's just different. It's just a different day. I shouldn't expect it to. But I'm still, or you are still, making progress because you've gone and done something extra you wouldn't normally do. With nutrition. Maybe all you were doing before was having takeaway every single night. You eat normal food in the daytime and every night you had Pizza Hut, you had uh, Domino's, you had Chinese, you had Indian food, whatever. 
and maybe you're having that now only on a Friday. That's progression. For some people, not everybody, so lots of people, they think, oh, that's simple. You know, you shouldn't really have takeaway all the time. And no, you shouldn't really have it, but um, takeaway is delicious. I mean, hopefully you found one that you like and it makes you feel not so crap afterwards. For me, I love Chinese food. Chinese food is awesome. And I love pizza. When I have takeaway, a lot of the time, it was Chinese food. Because I like Chinese food. But it fills me up quick and it blows the shit out of me. And I don't feel good afterwards. So rarely do I have Chinese food now. If I do, it's generally just rice and maybe one simple thing of food. But, you know, you find a takeaway that you really enjoy. And that's the one you have because it makes you feel like shit. That's progression now. So rather than having a takeaway Monday to Friday, you have a takeaway on a Friday. That's a form of progression. It doesn't have to be super numbers on a, numbers on a chart or your notebook. Say, I've improved this by this. I've improved this by this. It can literally be a lifestyle change, an improvement. Progression is how any way means you want it to be. So changing your eating habits of how you eat or how many takeaways you're having a week, that is progression. Maybe you learn to cook, right? Lots of people don't know how to cook, right? I've got I had a client... Um, you hate to cook, but he's actually got a partner and they live together now and uh, super happy for him. He hated to cook. So all his food was, wasn't takeaway food, but it was already done for stuff for him. It was not really meals as such, but meals you could just pop in the oven and cook. So he didn't really cook, but he's learned to cook now being with his, his partner, and um, which is awesome because he's learned a new skill. And now they can have nice dinners together. They can perhaps cook together. So that's progression for him. He's learned to cook. You can go to cooking school. There's lots of weekend schools you can do cooking from. Uh, and then we, there's, um, I think it's called Bridge 62 or 69. I think it's 69. Um, that's a cooking school. It's a weekend pop-up cooking school thing. It won't be necessarily gourmet food. It'll teach you to patch you the knife. It'll teach you to get basic recipes. Grab yourself an old Delia Smith cookbook. Dear Smith's a very old person here in the UK. Um, Gordon Ramsay thing. Jamie Oliver cooked by the 30 minute meals. Grab whatever. Practice and practice and practice. And you find something you enjoy. If you don't know the thing about me, there's a bit of a add in here. I am a trained chef. I worked chef for eight years. So for me, being able to cook and prep food in a larder, so butchery and uh, fish prep and that sort of thing, it's quite second nature to me. But I did that for a long time before. I stepped into the fitness world. So for me, I'm very lucky to have that. Extra water. Uh, but learn to cook is progression. The willing, willingness to learn to cook is also progression. It's not just um, an actual action. It's the willingness to learn. Maybe you learn off your partner. Maybe your wife can cook. Or maybe your husband can cook. Or whoever it is, you know, your girlfriend or just your friends. Maybe they can cook. And you go to them, oh, actually, can you show me how to make spaghetti bolognese? Can you show me how to, uh, how I chop an onion? And over, you do that, you do one of the things every single week, after um, after a year, you got 52 new skills. Okay? Because people look way, way too short to things. You try and make one change every single week and make a progression on one thing every single week. After 52 weeks, after one year, which is like a percent of your entire lifetime, you 
I've learned 52 new skills, 52 new practices um, of whatever it is you're going to do, and 52 progressions, which is super important to do. So look at the scale, actually take figures of how to measure our progression in fat loss, weight loss, or even weight gain, maybe you want to get bigger and stronger, maybe you're trying to get bigger chest, bigger legs, whatever. You know, you can have simple things like uh, recomposition. So recomposition, if you're not familiar with what that is, you can weigh 200 pounds and sit at 25% body fat. What you might want to try and do is lower the body fat percentage from 25% or to say 20, 25% to 20% in a year's time, if it's for a year, but still weigh 200 pounds. And that's recomping. So you're just going to try and increase your muscle mass and density whilst you're using your fat mass. So your fat percentage goes down, but your actual weight stays the same. Yeah? So you can do that by progressive overload, monitoring your strength training, monitoring your lifting weights patterns and what you're doing with that. Um, but that's the progression aspect of that is a different way of doing it. So the scale weight is super important, but it's not the only thing that matters. Okay? If the scales fuck you up, don't weigh yourself. How else can we manage progression? Real simple stuff. How do you feel? That is fundamentally one of the best ways of monitoring how you are progressing, how your progress is. Do you feel better for doing 10 weeks of exercise? Yes. Great. You're progressing. Do you feel better for eating more whole foods every single day? Yes. Fucking brilliant. You're progressing. How do you feel having an extra litre of water a day? Do you feel less tired? Yes. Then you're progressing because those things are now ingrained in your system and you are feeling good. And very underestimated. Same with walking, actually, what I said before. Walking is a very underestimated and underused method of um, so progression, of fitness in general. How do you feel? Feelings are surely that's what we're all about. Because what if you were, you know, 10% body fat, super strong, super lean, but you felt like shit? Are you going to be happy? No, because you feel like shit. So you're going to think you're going to be drowsy all the time. You might have six pack. You might have, you know, have big bulging biceps. You might, you know, have a small waist. But if you feel like shit, is it worth it? I mean, that's up to you to decide, obviously. But no. Not really, not for me, because I want to feel good. I want to, I want to be strong, and I want to feel good. That's my main things. So having extra water, making sure I'm having whole foods, not just processed stuff all the time, not just pure sugars, that sort of thing, and feeling good. That's the most important thing for me. If you don't feel good, then you change something to make yourself feel good. I'm not talking about uh, like if you've you know gone through a bad breakup and drinking a bottle of wine to make you feel better, or you know downing a tub or two of Ben and Jerry's. Um, but it's fundamentally, if you feel good, you will be happy. You'll be happier. All right. If you don't feel good, you'll not be happy. That doesn't go with just how you how your body looks, how your body feels. Um, as it feels, you know, um, 
whether you're having body fat sort of stuff, but also in your career or in your family life or your friend life, you know, your social life. If you go out and see somebody who berates you all the time and makes you feel like a piece of shit, you weren't going to be happy. And the quick answer to that one solution is, why are you going to fucking see them? Get them, get rid of them. It's very hard to cut people out of your life, especially if you've known them for a long time. But some people, you know, you need to have that. And even people are scared of change. And you might be fine with change. But cutting somebody out of your life who might be in it for 10 years actually realise they're a bit toxic for you. Um is a big big thing but end end of the day it doesn't matter you don't have to come out all the time but maybe cut down the, how much you see them and if they ask why explain to them let me brutal and say you're a knobhead just say okay well these things this doesn't make me feel this doesn't make me feel good because this happens and this happens and I feel better when I'm not here and you know I've been in a position my I've been in a position with my wife sometimes being anxious about doing something or seeing somebody um and sometimes the build up to the activity sucks more than actually being there. But like for example, we did um last year for my brother in law's birthday. Last year, 2019. Yeah, he turned thirty. Big three O. After I did. Uh we did in Vegas is this um zip line thing. And we're both scared of heights. I am petrified of heights. I'm pushing myself to do these things though because it makes me feel good. Um but we did the zip line there's like 120 foot in the air, you face down, and uh, she was super nervous. Um, she did it, proud of her obviously for doing it, um, but the build up to that, she was scared, particularly getting strapped into the thing, but sometimes when you're scared and the build up sucks, it's, I mean, you, it's an experience to do. But if that, if, if it was a repetitive thing, and every time she did that activity, she did it, if we did it every every week, for example, every time she did that activity, she the build up was sucked and the reward wasn't as good enough, then we just wouldn't do it anymore. All right. So if somebody, if going to see somebody, really works you up and you start feeling anxious or doing an activity, remember what it is, it can be uh, maybe going you don't like going out to eat with certain people. Going out to the activity or seeing a certain person that can be cause anxiousness and make you feel really bad and give you panic attacks and that sort of thing. We're not talking about just going, oh this person will addicted to me, I don't want to see them really. Sometimes you just do it. I mean have to, it's up to you. You have choices and choices are super, super important. You have a choice of whatever you want to do. But if it feels really wrong to you then you don't do it. Cutting people out of your life sucks, but if it makes you better, makes you happier, makes you feel good, after you've done that in the long term, then it's 100% the right thing to do. And don't think about what people think of you for doing it. If you believe 100% that that's the right thing to do for you, just go for it, just do it. Cut out people, cut out things, and that will make you happier because happiness is a fundamentally good thing. Talk about anxiety and things with activities. One of the big things um, some people suffer with, you might suffer with this, is going out to eat. If you're not, particularly if you found dropping body fat a bit of a struggle, if you talk about the scale, your 
your mental state towards numbers on the scales, mental weights, your mental approach and your feelings about uh, weight gain, that sort of thing. And your per perception of uh, restaurants, if you're going out to eat, if you eat something on the menu, will it make you fat? Being out for dinner with people, friends and family, that sort of thing. Christmas is coming up, it is October. Um, I hate to talk about Christmas this time of year, but it's coming up in the next two months, you know, it's, it's approaching. And I think a lot of people will perhaps think Christmas is a time to indulge on stuff. And, that's, you know, it's a time to kind of be free and kind of eat what you want. But it doesn't give excuses necessarily to, to pig out and eat a whole turkey to yourself and six packs of Pringles and, you know, a crap load of Christmas chocolate. But we're talking the actual activity of eating. So if you go out for dinner with friends and family and normally you feel really anxious about going out, you feel subconscious about picking the food you want to eat. You feel subconscious about eating the amount of food you want to eat and how that affects your your overall um, progress on the scale weight, dropping body fat sort of thing. Progress for that, in that aspect, would be not to worry. And understanding that one meal isn't going to fundamentally change um your progress isn't going to revert you back and put you back six, seven weeks or even make you fail because that's, I mean, if you ask anyone that's, that question, they would go, no, because it's a silly, silly question to have. But people think that way. That's okay. It's not a silly question to ask. It's, it's more the notion is, is wrong. So one meal, whether it's three course, whether it's two course, whether it's one single meal, will make you fat, no. Same thing, I made a post the other week on my Instagram about um, carbs making you fat. Fundamentally, carbs will not make you fat. You can eat pizza and it will make you fat. You're not gonna put a donut in your mouth, all of a sudden, bang, you gain five pounds of fat. I had a bit of a debate with someone else on Facebook uh, who I know about it all. His, his version of it was talking about the endocrine system, the hormonal balance and stuff, and you know, that's very applicable, but it still doesn't mean that eating Snickers will make me get fat, you know. So the idea of, of one meal making you fat or making you feel, or reversing all the progress you've made to date, you know, this, it's not, it's not gonna happen. So the progression in that respect would just be making sure you understand that's not going to happen so you can go out and you can enjoy the evening out with your friends you can be smart be sensible and choose good foods quality foods maybe you actually want something a bit naughty because you've been really good for a long time I had a really good progression really good um few weeks maybe that's good and you want to have those things you want to have mac and cheese mac and cheese is banging maybe you want to have a steak maybe you want to have a dessert you know how you not had a sweet thing for three months fine, cool, have it, great, enjoy it, what do you do the next day, get back on track. So progression for understanding that concept is a huge progression for many people. Maybe that's, maybe that's just you. But comparing progression as a one, a one size fits all concept of has to be a fundamental number of scales have gone down or I've gone up on my weight in my bench press, or I've gone up an extra repetition in my bench press. That's not what progression is about. I mean, 
It can be anything. If you're improved, you're happy. You know, there's times you've done something that make you feel happy. You go, I've really achieved this. That's fucking progression. You've progressed into something and you've achieved something from that. That's being progressive. That's a progression to have. You're proud of those progressions. Don't let anyone say that you shouldn't be proud of something you've achieved. Because no matter how small a city it is to that other person, that's awesome. Maybe, the, you know, your first change you've made in your entire life, and I've done this with some of my clients again in the past, is that you just made a simple swap. Some having regular Coke to Coke Zero. It's an awesome change. But it doesn't mean that's... It doesn't mean that's the best thing, but it's still a progression. Here's a, here's a real quick uh, one. This is a bit controversial, to be fair, but I'm going to say it anyway, because um, it's important, I think. So... There's at the moment everyone talking about being vegan, and you know if you if that's the way you want to eat your lifestyle, that's great. I mean I don't agree with people pushing eating habits onto other people. That's completely up to you. Um, you can if you pick a way to eat eating pattern, intermittent fasting that's different vegan, but an eating habit, an eating pattern, eating methodology and or ideology, you eat that fantastic. You do that. You do you. I do me. Um, but. You know, I watch videos and things as everyone sort of does and there was one guy I remember seeing this was um, saying oh I've actually vegetarian um, I'm doing my best I, I can't do this I can't not eat eggs this and the other and then a vegan turned around to them and said it's not good enough you have to do this you have to become vegan otherwise you're not good enough now in that method in that comment what I saw was you're not good enough you need to be better and you know, if everyone was vegetarian, that would drastically change things anyway. You know, the meat consumption of things. But if someone's saying it's not good enough because someone's not a full vegan, they need to check themselves. Another one I saw was pretty much the same thing, but one person said, I switched to veganism as it was. And then I don't was the same one, but said, oh, now you, become, now you need to become a vegan activist and make a real difference. Well, someone's doing their part in your cause, so why do you break them into doing more when they perhaps obviously maybe not comfortable doing more so uh, progression on some scale any scale or an achievement of some description should be praised not berated and saying you're not good enough for this because I mean if that was me I'd be like well fuck it I'm going back to eating steak then I mean I eat meat anyway that's 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 who I am that's what I like to do I'm not all about uh, vegan lifestyle and that sort of thing I understand it where people get the concept from and great awesome you know, people can be themselves, people can, people can eat how they want to eat. I'm not going to stop them. But to kind of force somebody into, into a position um, of doing something they perhaps are happy with doing or not happy with doing, then that sucks, really. So that's not progression. Progressing into, if you, if you feel like you want to help the vegan community, then progressing into being vegetarian is a step into that way, right? So it's not just about fitness and, fitness and health and lifestyle sort of thing. It's a moral obligation for some people to eat less meat. Maybe it's just the fact that, again, you're eating meat on a, only on a Thursday. You're eating steak on a Thursday only. So that's cutting down your meat consumption. That's a big change. But again, some people, that's not good enough, and that's fine. For those people, you just let them get on with their own thing. Yeah, that's fine. You do you. I do me. Luckily, I've never been around those sort of people. Um, 
and I have had a couple actually that's a lie but you shut them down and one thing you can do that that really really works is you ignore them completely ignore them and um, anyone who shuts you down for any achievement you've done you can just ignore them because they don't care they're, they're, not, they're not out for you being the best and being good in your lifestyle if you're proud of something awesome great you made an extra walk you've done extra 10 minutes than you would normally you need to be praised for that because that's awesome 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 particularly if you're happy if you're happy with what you've been doing then that's a great great thing to do and great thing to progress to progress into so you're walking from the house now you're walking 10 minutes then get further out awesome so it doesn't have to be something massive measurable it can be small little measurable things to make a big picture at the end so a bit of a tangent in that and the veganism a little bit but that's okay um you know so let's talk for that sort of 10 minutes i don't know what time i've got left on this thing about to an hour today i think uh, so it's 10 minutes 15 minutes maximums progress in life and anything you want to achieve just takes little wins consistently okay so consistency and patience is the key to not only fat loss and weight loss but also strength uh, improvements getting stronger and also physique improvements when you get bigger arms whatever it's going to be you're not going to do a set of bicep curls and expect your arms to grow three inches in a day i mean that's just silly you know you wouldn't expect that to happen so why would you concentrate on that one little session whereas if you did bicep curls every single week for a year that's 52 bicep sessions maybe then five sets of bicep curls each session now you've got 250 that's uh, 250 sessions of biceps or 50 sets of biceps and now you're doing 10 reps per set 50 reps for each time so now you're doing Maths. So you're doing 2,500 bicep curls in a year, and 2,500 bicep curls will make progress or make your arms grow. Providing it's progressive, of course. Same thing with when it comes to fat loss, calorie counting, that sort of thing. So if you start, you know, a simple progression with this would be you're tracking your calories and you're being smart with you eat. That's a massive start. Most, most of my clients will always track the calories, at least to start with, because I want to know kind of where they are. The first couple of weeks is them just tracking the calories as they would normally eat. And for them, a lot of them, it's surprising of how many calories they are eating. And that's a big, big start. So just being aware of calories and making the effort to track, that's a progress from not tracking and making sure now that they are adhering to a calories count that's progression. Making sure that you're enough protein and focusing on that, that's progression. And monitoring that thing, that's progression. Just doing three exercises, sessions a week, uh, uh, a week, rather than doing nothing, that's progression. Some people's progress is slower than others, and that's okay. And that's super important to understand as well. If your progress is slower, that's fine. It doesn't mean you're not going to get there, it just means you're slower, but yours might be more sustainable for you. Some people go 100% all out consistency, super strict all the time, and they might be able to manage that forever. Might be able to manage that for a couple of weeks before they break and binge. You know, they might be able to manage that for six months and then not be able to, and then we'll try and change things around a bit. It's okay. 
if you can't manage that and you manage it for a week and then binge and go, fuck it, I quit, then that's not progression. But progression would be maintaining the course and being consistent on the course. This is a, actually a, uh, a real quick representation, I guess the term is, um, from a guy called Jordan Syatt. Um, got some great, great stuff on his on his page. It's Jordan Syatt, so fit, Syatt Fitness. Uh, dot com. I think it is his website. Got some great articles on there. He's a really good guy. Um, he uh, did a thing the other day, actually. I think on his, on his podcast, and it's a calorie test. He said, basically, every single time you hit your calories, hit your uh, goals, your exercise, that sort of stuff, everything of the other week, you circle, put a cross through the day on your calendar right and every time you don't hit your calories or you don't you don't hit your proteins and you don't exercise where you know whatever in the plan the goal you leave blank or you don't fill it in at the end of the month you can see how many days you've been consistent and how many days you haven't so if you've been consistent 70% of the time your progress is going to be slower than someone's hitting it 90% of the time 100% of the time but maybe you can't do that because of work commitments. Maybe you can't do that because it doesn't feel good to you and you just physically can't at the moment. So 70% of consistency for you and it's making the scales go down, it's getting you in a good position over time is super, super awesome. All right? And if you can't manage 90%, 100%, should you not try it all? Of course you should. You should do 60%, 50%. You should do whatever you need to do to get the consistency as high as you can. And sometimes you have days where you're not hitting the right things or just shy. Sometimes you have days where you're completely off track. Maybe you have to go through a last minute meeting. So the, the food you've planned for the day and how your day would go, the changes. Maybe you have to have smart takeout. When I say smart takeout, I mean maybe you're going to McDonald's and having um, a salad burger. You know, or salad meat, chicken and meat, whatever you're going to eat. I don't know whether they have healthy McDonald's, but takeout maybe you're going to go and have um, a small lunch rather than a big lunch or have to have a big lunch then and a smaller dinner time and trying to think these chains on your feet because life's not super structured um so anything can go up and down gradually so progress can be measured in a hundred different ways particularly when it comes to fat loss strength and things can be monitored as well that's it's pretty simple um are you stronger in January from Jan in June than you were in January? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Cool. Awesome. If not, there's something down the line that's you know needs to be addressed. Um, and again, you can monitor that on a simpler basis. You can do that for every week, that on a monthly basis, trying to. Um, and that's where high coach coaches comes from as well, particularly when it comes to strength at work, because maybe you can't see the strength changes, or actually going back to that real, if you're bench pressing five reps. 400 kilos and that's five reps are super hard next time we do that it might be hard but not quite as hard that's progression so just having you know a small change on that even your form maybe your form's just better you just hold maintain that technique better than you did before that's progression already maybe your squat technique is better your weight might not go up but also then you can actually get into the depth you, you automatically you don't need a box to squat to automatically now it's that's tight 
And they're the things to measure in progression, in strength, and the same way that are you upping your belt a notch extra? You tighten your belt and your trousers more in that progression of you know of health and fitness. So losing weight without weighing yourself, do you have to have to add um, notches into your belt? Are you now a trouser size smaller? Maybe you you know you tell me doesn't cut out as much. Maybe you can see your feet. Maybe your shirt is, doesn't feel quite as tight, and you've got a bit of give in your shoulders. Maybe you know your shirt fits better around your neck. You know, these are all micro progressions that manifest over time in a big way, providing you're consistent. Don't think about the numbers, don't think about the the short term progress, think about the long term progress, like where you're gonna be in twelve months to two years, three years, if you're consistent and do the right thing. That's the biggest part. I think most people, and you know, you might be better at this than other people, but you might um, struggle as well. Many people do, and it's completely normal with monitoring progress. I mean, how many times do you want to quit when you can't see how how strong you've got, can't see how much body fat you've lost? It's very easy to just go fuck it, I quit, because you've taken a week, four weeks to do. Now, there's another one, there's a, um, imagine you did, tracked everything for four weeks, right? And after four weeks, you started, you a bit of body fat, but in four weeks, you wanted everything to go. You wanted to be super lean, you wanted to be big chest, that and the other. But that's not going to happen in four weeks, is it? Everybody knows that. It's unrealistic to ask or expect that. So in four weeks' time, your tummy starts going down a little bit, you're a bit less bloated, your trousers a little bit looser, but you're not where you want to be in four weeks, are you just going to go, fuck it, I give up? I hope you don't, because that would be very counterproductive, and that's one, you, that, that's one reason you might be in a perpetual state of uh, going backwards and forwards. Sometimes when you're not going backwards, that's progress. So without changing anything, sometimes you might stagnate or wait for a couple of weeks and then drop down again. Maybe you need to have a day where you're having some more food. Maybe you just need to be less stressed. Uh, work on being less stressed. Work on your sleep. Work on your fluid intake. But you're not going to quit after four weeks if you're not like where you want to be. I mean, think of it as, another way to think about it is like if you bent, took, got gained five stone over five years, do you expect to lose five stone in a day? or a month, or six months, or even a year. I mean, that is possible, it's very hard to do, but in a year's time, do you want, would you expect to be down five stone without impacting your life dramatically? Shouldn't, because that's, again, that's unrealistic. You didn't take a year to put five stone on. It took five years to gradually put five stone on, and then when you, then you figured out, or understood, and was ready then to make a change, and then go, fuck. I need to change this to be happier, healthier. Having one month or a few weeks isn't going to make a big difference on their own, but coupled with another few weeks, another few weeks, another three months, another six months, another 12 months, another 20 months of being consistent and being patient, will you achieve your goals? Because we're not looking for a short-term goal. We're not going to go down, say you want to get weigh 10 stone for some random reason. 
I'm not going to weigh 10 stone and then go, oh, I'm happy now. I can eating pizza every day. I love pizza, but I can't have it every day if I want to maintain how I am. You kind of can, but it's hard to do that and eat other foods and be happy and healthy. Once you get to a position, it doesn't mean all, you know, you need to switch off again and back to where you were. The whole point of doing this slow progression work and be consistent is understanding that it's a long journey and the habits around food and your approach to food needs to change and change for good, for life. And and then your, your hopefully anxiety around eating certain foods diminishes and disappears so you can enjoy those foods that you might have with your friends. Go out having steak, go out having pizza because everyone's having pizza. You know, don't use, it, don't use it as an excuse to have a donut because you walk past a donut shop. But if you're at a party and there's pizza, everyone's having pizza, you've ordered pizza, have some pizza. Uh, have some birthday cake on, a, on someone's birthday. You know, it's we're not talking about stopping you from doing that because that's a, a, a lifestyle change that's against the curve. You know, because then that makes you unhappy because you can't join in with your friends and what your family are doing. But 80%, 90% of the time, if you can be consistent, eat good quality food, have good routine, get plenty of sleep, get plenty of fluid on board, plenty of water, talking three, four liters a day, sort of eight hours, nine hours of sleep a night. So don't watch the next Netflix channel. Next episode of Netflix, just go to bed and wake up get more of a day in, you'll be happier and healthier. So those progressions are super, super important. And hopefully you got something from this, guys, because I'm going to leave you with this. It's 150, 56 minutes now. Um, any questions, please, please ask. If you visit my Instagram, which is specifics training, which is S-P-E-C-I-F-I-X, training, T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G, um, which is the same thing, specificstraining.com from website, Instagram is Specific Training, on Facebook Specific Training, or if you want to, you can find me by uh, go, go on my name, Reese Charlesworth, R-H-Y-S, Charlesworth, uh, then ask any questions and I will happily answer them for you. Hopefully this will help you guys out. I'm going to get this out in a couple of days onto the platform, Spotify and iTunes. And again, please, please, please leave me some reviews. Um... I will answer any questions you may have. Hopefully give me a five-star review, even though this isn't... You know, it's getting better, hopefully. Hopefully, you know, is it getting better? Let me know. If anything you want to particularly hear from me, um, let me know. You know, I want to hear everything. So, um, yeah. Have a great week, and I shall speak to you soon. Bye-bye.